My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone. Somehow the Star Wars Stuff Podcast survived. My name is David. I'm... I'm I'm Colin. Like I I didn't know we were under attack. <laughs> and uh, I'm 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 James. Uh, and I knew we were under attack. So that's oh, what makes oh. Just... and for I I must have missed something. <laughs> Are we blind? Deploy the garrison. <laughs> oh, this is where we talk all stuff Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. It's been a while since the three of us have, have recorded. Of the OGs. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad the three of us are are doing mm. this today. Um, Colin just woke up. I did. Long, <laughs> long day, bro. Long um, day. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I woke up like at like at nine and just like kind of just lounged about. You know, that's that was my Sunday. I work on Sundays, so not me at all. But anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, so David, you got us some topics to talk about today. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I do. So. <laughs> So how was your day? <laughs> like oh, we just talked so, about each other's days. I didn't just wake up, but I didn't go to sleep till probably like three or four because our Oof. Chihuahua kept on barking because we had crazy thunderstorms in South Texas. Ooh. Just lightning and thunder. Yeah, it seemed like Thor was outside my window just cracking it. It's great, but my dog just kept on barking and barking. And mm. it's like, uh so well yeah. that and you probably couldn't sleep because you're so excited for the month of March next year. I mean Checking out all that stuff happening in March. My goodness, you you you've got Mando season three, you've got the end of Bad Batch, and then you've got Jedi Survivor all happening in the same month. That's, That's a amazing. huge month for Star Wars. So. And celebrations in April. I know, huge. I know. So I am Bigly. I'm so excited. Like this is I I know every year I say it's the year of Star Wars. But this year is the year of Star Wars. I'm telling you, man, this is the year of Star Wars. This is the year of Star Wars. And then next year will be the real year of Star Wars. I'm, 2023. Oh man, I'm I'm just curious of what 2024 will be like, like for Star Wars. Because of we've got a lot going on. So I know we have like I know we're jumping ahead and everything, but we've got Endor season two for sure. Do you think our Avengers type event will be happening in that year, or do you think they'll wait until like next year? Because of we know like all these shows are leading up to something, right? So you've we got hope. Mando, Ahsoka, um, uh, the Skeleton Crew apparently, which that's crossing over w- w- with Ahsoka is the rumor. So it's like there will be a lot of like things happening, and it just makes sense that they're leading up to to an Avengers type event. That's why. They would have these shows cross over. Normally, when these shows cross over like this, they're leading up to something big, some some type of crossover fight. Um, so it would just make sense if they were. And then plus, you know, we've been talking about this for a few years. And plus, they introducing the character Thrawn, you know, having Ahsoka mentioned Thrawn, having, you know, yeah. Ezra going to be there in Ahsoka. It, it, it just it only makes sense for there to be an Avengers type big meetup somewhere in the future 2024 could be that year um we don't know yet because next year we're getting of course mando bad batch um are we also going to be getting the uh the acolyte yes 
Yes, next, and that's uh, also coming out next year too. That doesn't, but that doesn't matter. I mean, that's not gonna, that's not gonna cross over because of the the, the time. No, no, that is but, taking place um at the end of the High Republic. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is like, and then Ahsoka is Ahsoka dropping next year as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so there we go. So now we're we're gonna be tying in all these little things. So 2024 could be the moment. Even beginning of 2025 could be that that big big push for something for something pretty great well um, if 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 that happens then that's just going to be the year of like you know big that will things. be the year of star wars because yes, that will be the year of star wars <laughs> but <laughs> also there will be a huge year for marvel as well because that's when kang dynasty is coming out um is oh yeah is 2025 and then 2026 is um is secret wars i can see the gears like turning in david's brain is that true david Yes, it's true. But before we get any deeper, okay, <laughs> Oliver, sorry, sorry, we just started talking. Sorry, guys. I do want to talk about all of our awesome Patreon supporters. Yeah. On the purple tier, we have Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, and Zach Netzel. On the red tier, we have Fenrir526, Maya Morris. On the black tier, we have Mecca Tautala, Nathan Shank, Evan O'Paker. And of course, listening, watching, commenting right now, we have Liam Italian. Liam. So thank you very much, guys. We love all y'all. Yes, we do. You contribute massively to the podcast. You help us buy microphones, equipment, etc., to enable us to experience Star Wars, share it with you guys. And thank you so much. Can't say thank you enough. So yes. yeah. we can continue on with Star Wars talk now. With, with our nerd talk. Okay. Okay. Before we go on, I, I haven't been on since um, I haven't talked about the last episode of Andor season 12. I haven't been on here. I've just been kind of bottling it up. And since uh, what? No, I'm just like, where have you been? <laughs> I've been very, very busy. Um, so yeah, Andor episode 12 dropped and some people are calling it one of the best, best shows of the year. I know the people's. Oh yeah. Uh, the was it the people's choice the critics choice already nominated it for oh hey matt how you doing <laughs> matt's here hey, joining us um but yeah uh, critics choice they already nominated for best uh best show of the year as well as diego luna got a nomination for best actor um i so was andor a success for all of you or do y'all have uh did y'all have like kind of reservations about it? It was a slow beginning. Um, it, 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 it was definitely a slow beginning. I know that's how a lot of us felt at first, but honestly, as soon as it hit that fourth episode, it picked up and it was phenomenal. And leading up to the very last episode, I was blown away. I was excited. I cried. I think it, like uh, <laughs> even during her, uh, during Marva's speech, like it was phenomenal. It was written so well. So uh, I'm now. excited for season two, which they're filming right. Um, which they are filming right now. Yes. No. Um, Matt, what did you think of uh, of Andor? I concur with Colin's assessment thus far. I think that the the way that it got started was a little slow. I think that it very far branches out from the norm of Star Wars that we're used to, and uh, for a lot of the Star Wars universe, we know very well that branching outside of the original star Wars is, uh, is again, always going to be a little bit of a gamble. Um, mm -hmm. So there's always uh, the star Wars fan base. Some of them may disagree with it, but I think it is a kind of a cinematic Marvel of its own design. I think that a lot of the ideas, concepts, and plots that are in Andor are something that we've never seen in star Wars before. Um, 
And I think that we are pushing the boundaries of what the Star Wars universe is capable of. I think that in the hands of Disney, um, Star Wars went to a place that we never thought we'd go to. And excited to see what season two has to offer. I love the the cinematic value. I love the plot. I love the character integrity. Um, I love venturing to new places and exploring new things that we've never seen in Star Wars before. So I think that there is a, a bright future in Andor. And um, anyone who says they don't like Andor is A, entitled to their opinion, and um, B, I think that they are just uh, stuck inside the scope of oh. Oh, oh, Star Wars, they're used to it. Yeah. What's yeah. happening? Make, yeah. No, your, your connection's a little, uh, was a little, was a little laggy there, but no, we got you though. We got you. Um, okay, cool. David, what, what, did, what did you think of, uh, of Andor? Uh, I agree with, uh, mob rules here. Andor was amazing, but it, for me, that moment in time when it debuted, it debuted alongside of a few other series that I was really anticipating highly and Rings of Power, House of the Dragon, She-Hulk. So there was a span of time. I think there was a month where all those shows were yeah. premiering new episodes and I was just, it was like must-see TV for me. I really liked to loved all of them. I just didn't like the show length for Andor. I thought it was too short. I, I didn't like the fact that another franchise that kind of copied Star Wars in a way, I think, and that they had an after show for each episode for House of the Dragon. We didn't get anything like that for Andor. We didn't get like a preview for the next episode. I know each episode is about 30 minutes long, but I mean, just cutting off like a black screen at the very end of every episode. And it's like, okay, well, there's, there's, they, they gave us nothing else. It was just a bunch of speculation and stuff that we pulled from the trailers that we got. Um, but yeah, the show length bothered me. The the lack of an after show, I thought that was something that would would have maybe improved the popularity of the series. And of course, later on, they they launched the first two episodes of Andor on different platforms on cable TV. Mm-hmm. And Andor shouldn't have had to do that. It it should have been kind of a a hit. Once it hit the ground running and, and airing these episodes. And I, I do see the points of a lot of people saying that, okay, well, it's not like it's not Star Wars and it's something different. And it's it's kind of like that thing where there's so many people that are fans of Star Wars and have opinions of Star Wars. You're not you're never going to satisfy everyone in that way. I mean, mm-hmm. you hear all the complaints it needs to be more like Star Wars. And then you hear people say. It shouldn't be. It it should be something brand new, and that's what we started hearing right after the Force Awakens, and we got something brand new. And still, <laughs> there was a huge vocal minority, apparently, that that happened with that whole thing. But um, overall, I think it was like a healthy, a, a healthy addition to Star Wars, and that yes. we got this type of show with someone who had experience in Star Wars, but wasn't necessarily a true fan of Star Wars that I think has become over time a fan of Star Wars and a fan of the material. So it, it's kind of one of those weird things with, with Andor for me. It's like I, I anticipated it every every week. I love what they did. I just wish the 
the the fans and the general public would have received it a whole lot better than they did and that's that's what kind of disturbs me when i i think that something should get more praise and it is getting praise through awards and uh, nominations so um and or season two is is probably going to be way better i think in my opinion oh yeah uh, compared to season one because i think we're going to get more connected tissue we're probably going to get krennic and uh tarkin possibly of course K2SOs confirm the show back up. So that should be really, really good. So and the finale was awesome. That Marva hologram, I'll never forget that, man. And then like all the kind of talk about what she was supposed to say and the whole speech, fight the <laughs> Empire. I mean, it was it was very, very moving to see something like that at a funeral and to see oh, yeah. that that end episode kind of transpire the way it did. No, I, I agree. Um, my, one of my buddies, she pointed out to me, uh, she said, you can actually see her mouth say the word. <laughs> and if you look, you can see it. You can see her lips not saying fight. So I just want to put that out there. That Yeah, it's there. Um, for, for me, watching Andor was, I know this is a weird comparison, but do you do you remember back in 2005 when Batman Begins came out? And it was like, Oh my gosh, this is a this is a Batman movie and it's this good. There's no way because for me, Batman had always been like one of my favorite superheroes ever. And so and it was a, it was an amazing feeling watching Batman Begins. That's how I felt with Andor, where I was like, I love Star Wars. I love all the Star Wars movies. And the whole time I'm like, this is insane that this show was this good. And it happens just to be in Star Wars as well. Um I thought I thought it was just an amazing experience the whole way through. I saw a, um, a a guy who did a video essay about it, and it was one of the things that I was like, "Yeah, that, that's why it felt different." He said one of the reasons Andor feels different from everything because there's else, bricks and screws, right? Because there's bricks and screws. Now I'm just kidding, <laughs> but um, well, no, it was it's it's all about oh, how, geez. how they wow <laughs> wow. It was about how they utilize. There's no bricks in this. No it, visual effects. In, in, in Andor and how the perspective of the surrounding world is what really made it feel real. And they said, look at the opening shot of Obi-Wan Kenobi where you see the visual effects shot and then the camera pans down and then you see them, the, the younglings doing their Jedi training. And you can, you can really tell visual effects are there, real set is here and here we go. With Andor, they literally did the opposite and just doing that little switch made everything feel so real. And I, I thought that was an interesting way. Like when you first see Andor, you see it from his perspective low and then they cut to wide and then they fill in everything with visual effects. But just that little switch made it feel so much more realistic. And even with um, I forgot what her name was, but the one who uh, she she like went underground to talk to the cousin and like she like like walked around Coruscant and went down below and like like kind of in like the tunnels of Coruscant. Um, the one who worked with Luthen, I forgot what her name was. Um but yeah, even even those scenes with her walking and then you see like this is a practical set and then you can just tell where that visual effects filled in the rest of it behind them. And I don't know, for, for me, it, those little things made this show feel so great and feel so realistic. And like I said, it, it was well written and it was Star Wars and I thought I thought it was amazing and um, looking looking forward to season two. And I hope they get a lot of nominations here at Emmys and Golden Globes and everything like that. Because I think it deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they are. I believe there was a um, like one of the um, 
it, it wasn't like the Emmys or anything, but it was it was another um, type of award show that kind of concentrated, I think, primarily on like science fiction. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I mean that's science fiction, fantasy. Of course, you, you figure Andor's going to get those types of nominations. But um, there's another award show where it was like kind of across the board, and Andor did get pretty much nominated with everyone else. And I saw like the categories. Diego Luna was up against like some like pretty like dramatic like heavy hitters you know <laughs> so yeah i i think they're gonna do okay as far as award season goes um but yeah i'm i'm really hyped for season two i, I think that they tony gilroy and his crew have figured out a, a particular formula and hopefully yes. being on streaming fans can watch that haven't watched and all the people that said that they were gonna just been watch it when it was all gonna drop hopefully they've done that are going to do that over Christmas break and kind of realize that, Hey, look, yeah, this is, this is pretty awesome. The writing is terrific. Yeah. The character development is awesome. And maybe that will kind of like raise the numbers for it. Maybe you might see a spike or something. Yes. I mean, honestly, I think it will. And, 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 and especially for next season, if we don't get some type of Max Rebo cameo, like I would be very, yeah. very surprised. Cause it's like, no, I'm just kidding. No, but, um, uh, no, but I, I think that, this show kind of kind it it definitely threw people off because it wasn't what people were expecting and that's exactly what the show the acolyte's going to be like as well and the reason why is because it's also it's the the person that came out and that is like actually writing it also said they're not a big star wars fan as well nice. um, weird that's weird no, that we're all right right but but now we're dealing with some of the um like of the heart and soul of Star Wars Star Wars, which is you know the force, Jedi, Sith. And now you're kind of dealing with that lore that has been ingrounded in Star Wars since the very, very beginning. So now we're kind of getting into that kind of um sh- like very deep waters of what of what Ryan Johnson was kind of doing with the last Jedi where he was kind of changing things left and right. Every time it's not a bad thing. It's not always a bad thing, but when you're dealing with something as mainstream as that, um, uh, you have to be careful. So I'm really curious in how they'll deal with that. Um, that's a great, that's a great point right there. Don't have right a sand planet. Adding to what Colin just said, uh, Andor did not have a sand planet either. So that well, if you think about it, when people walk around and there's a thing called soil, um, and and, and, now, you, and now you sound like somebody else that we don't no. want to talk about right now. You sound like, <laughs> like somebody else that would be talking this this type of mess right now. Um, no, but yeah, no, no. I think it will. Be, um, oh man, I think next season is just going to blow people away. I think Acolyte will blow people away. Um, from all the stuff that um, that we know about, uh, it it looks fantastic. It looks great. Um, it's also when the when the Jedi Order is in its prime. Now I know George Lucas said that back when they were doing Attack of the Clones and and, and we saw them fighting the arena and everything. But now this is the actual prime of the Jedi. This is this is when the Jedi Order is is established. There's no real conflict just yet with mm-hmm. with the Sith and everything that happened in the old Republic that happened in the old days. And now we're at the end of it. Now we're where we're going to fall into the uh, timeline of the Phantom Menace. So there's a chance that we'll see Plagueis. 
Um, we'll see more corruption happen in the Senate, most likely more corruption happen uh, within the Jedi Order. Now, you know, I'm thinking that maybe the Sith infiltrate the Jedi and that's when you start seeing the corruption from different Jedi and from the Senate, you know, kind of, you know, um, taking advantage of the system. And then that's when people kind of lose the way of the Jedi and then they, you know, of of the High Republic era Jedi ways. And then they start going into their own thing uh, because I just don't think it would just be like everyone just being like, all right, I'm going to do my own thing. I think someone did something. <laughs> someone influenced someone to change yeah. everything. And I think we're going to see that in this show. And it was the Alkalite the whole time. Yes, yeah, exactly. But um, that's but no, no, I, Jar Jar Binks. The whole it was him the whole time. Um, so I know David, you had stuff for us to talk about, and I we kind of just went on another Star Wars rant. It's Star Wars stuff, James. Do do not apologize for the title. <laughs> All right, so David, what, what what you had some good topics? Okay, yeah, I had some stuff to talk about. So um, so Patty Jenkins. Uh-oh, She's been oh, yeah. in the news a whole lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that she directed um, Wonder Woman, which was a huge hit box mm-hmm. office wise. Um, yeah. For me personally, I, I thought the film was okay. Um, I didn't come away thinking, okay, well, I want this person to direct Star Wars films or anything. But we all know she got the job to direct Rogue Squadron. And this was the announcement. This is a a screenshot taken from the actual announcement that happened, I guess, in 2020, 2019, 2020. Yep. So this happened, which was like totally out of left field. No one knew about it. There's no rumors about this and nothing. This kind of shocked everyone. So apparently there is, um, I believe it came from Jeff Snyder, who's a Hollywood insider who reports on uh, rumors and has like sources and stuff. He's been doing it for years and years. He actually said on a podcast um, a couple different things um, in regards to the situation that the Rogue Squadron script was in. And I'm about to read what his quote was. He said, I've heard some things about Patty Jenkins. I heard she's a nightmare. I get it. I hate to be the guy calling a woman a nightmare. But my God, I've said that about countless male directors. So like, I've heard that the Wonder Woman 3 script she turned in was a mess. I heard the Star Wars thing, Rogue Squadron, was a mess as well. Like, what do you want from me, he says. This is from Jeff Snyder. So, Oof. That's a hot yeah. mic right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's harsh. That is a harsh thing to, to say about. And I like that you censored that comment, too. That was cool. <laughs> but, <clears throat> and, and, yeah, there's been reports that she is a little difficult to work with. And... And it's it's really weird because I personally thought the first Wonder Woman was was a pretty good movie. I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very entertaining, dramatic action film. That in, and so when the second one came out, the credits are in before the movie and it produced by Patty Jenkins. Screenplay she co-wrote the script to this movie, so you could tell Wonder Brothers gave her a lot more creative control over this movie. And it starts, and you're just kind of like, oh, this is not as good yeah. and then toward the end of the movie you're like this is a bad movie like this was <laughs> it was not a good it, it felt i didn't think i was gonna feel that until i saw thor uh love and thunder <laughs> you know what i mean Where oh, wait, it so starts, and you're like talking oh, about the second one right 
yeah, the second. Yeah. So one. to me, I think the best thing about that movie was Pedro Pascal and um uh just and, chewing scenery. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I was just like I was disappointed. <clears throat> I was uh yeah. Um I and 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 also I uh I don't know if you guys remember this, but when I watched it um that night that I was watching it, I'm not sure if I told you guys um that 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 this happened when I was watching it, but that night we actually got a DM from Rosario Dawson. That like night I sent a message oh, to you guys. Man. Right, was that right. same night I was watching that movie? So I think, <laughs> I think that experience like actually made yeah, it better for me. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, no, um, that was super, super, um, uh, the, the, that was super funny timing. But the fact that that's not the only project that's been canceled, um, like that was announced back then, because there was also Rangers of the New Republic and everything that happened with that, uh, uh as well. And we still don't know anything about Droid Story at all. Like we know it's yeah, shot and everything, apparently. Like radio but, silence. Yeah, but that's kind of off the radar. So maybe that might be another show that comes out next year. Um, that might be like of a very similar to a Tales of a Jedi situation. You know, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but they they really haven't talked about that either. <clears throat> so uh, Liam said, "I don't understand the need for directors to write the scripts." I mean, yeah, but but. It's good when you have. Sorry, my dog is back there going to town. She's having fun. Anyway, going to town. <laughs> no, she's rolling around and everything back there. Um, uh, what you call it? No, I mean, like, if you have a director who can also write it, they know what they're looking for. They know what they're what they're doing. And so, like even George Lucas, who wrote and directed the first Star Wars movie, like he knew what he was doing because he wrote the script. He knew how it was supposed to look and everything. Um, Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's whenever you see produced, directed, and written by, edited by, you, you start to kind of go, okay, like this guy has a lot of control. Unless you're James Cameron, then I think you can do whatever you're, you want. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're James Cameron and Alfonso Cuaron, you can write, produce, direct, and edit your own movies, and everybody's everybody's got to be okay with it. But some directors, it's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have that much power. And yeah, now we know that Warner Brothers ultimately canned wonder woman three so it's that's done and a lot of people think rogue squadron disappeared because of wonder woman 2 so it's it's really strange it's really strange what's happening right now and i, th I think that's really weird i know david and i touched on this one with one of our um our patreon episodes was it's weird how a project a director's project can completely destroy their their next project like we've seen that with Josh Trank with Fantastic Four, Benioff and Weiss, Game of Thrones, and Colin now, Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow mm -hmm. with, uh, with the Book of Henry. And we might see it now with Taika Watiti and Thor Love and Thunder. Like, yeah. It's, it's really shocking the amount of respect he lost. <laughs> because of that movie like it was stock totally dropped man i have never seen that happen to a director <laughs> before like that dramatically so to me i think what happened was he tried making the same he like tried all the same techniques that he that he did with um with ragnarok and i don't think when you're making a movie that you can do the same things and expect the same uh, result and to me that's why the movie didn't go so well because they did a lot of improv for 
Love and Thunder as well. Yeah. And and as great as improv is, it shouldn't be your main go-to thing. I think a script is there for a reason. I think actual written out, full out scenes is what makes um, uh, a lot of movies great. So I don't mind improv. Like I, I, I really don't mind it. But I think if you're going into that, um, into a movie, m- making that your 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 main um, technique for the first movie is great. But then going in and doing that for the second one as well, hoping the same like you know love that you got for that. Um, uh, I just don't think that's the um, best way to go around and and. Uh, and make a film series again i'm i'm not you know in that business but 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 like i just think that that you've got to have some type of um type of angle of going in because i just remember sitting there and being like really yeah it was yeah i was like really come on yeah it was uh, it was bad it was a bad movie and like and like david said his stock dropped like like to the point where I don't even want to watch another Taika. Like they were talking about the, the our, our flag means death season two. And I'm like, I don't even want to watch that anymore. Like, it's Oh, wow. Weird. Like it it's, put it's, that much of a taste in your mouth. Yes, like of where was yes, that bad? Because, because it felt, I know this is getting weird, but it felt like Taika didn't care. Like, it's mm-hmm. like he, he did not care about any, he was just like, Oh, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Uh, no one, no one can tell me what to do. And I don't, I don't care what anybody says. It's and, so funny and it was, that you're saying this. So I'm I'm so sorry because that's exactly how I felt with like Ryan Johnson. I'm sorry, James, <laughs> but, but that's exactly how I felt with the Last Jedi. So it's so funny that that you're saying all this. I it just all comes back to the Last Jedi. It all comes back to <laughs> the Last Jedi. Did you see that Ryan Johnson did a? He was on the Smart List podcast, um, and they did talk about Star Wars. And it, it was interesting to hear his his perspective of how he wrote the script and why he wrote the script the way he did. And to hear like he said, it was all super secret. Like it was like, here, you can come in this room and read the scripts. And then that, now go write your version. Now, now go write yep. your script based off of what this script was. And that's what he did. And then and then so it, it's just really funny. Um, Colin versus Tyco. <laughs> well, well but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I saw the comments. But, um, <laughs> one thing I, I love that they asked him was they said, uh, how was it working with John Williams? And he said all he went to every recording and he said, you just kind of sit back and let John Williams do his thing, you know, just just let him. And they said, and the dude hand hand writes all the notes like he does every single thing by hand. And I just think that's and he said he went to John Williams office and he goes and he look and you just see these thick folders, thick binders, and you see like Indiana Jones, you see Jaws, you see Saving Private Ryan. This is all his script, all his uh, scores are written by hand. I was like, that's so freaking cool. I really and- hope soon that that he releases maybe some of the songs that like he wrote for different movies, but mm-hmm. that never made it to the public or the or or the big screen. I would yeah. love that. That, that. Yeah, that would be an interesting, uh, interesting Some thing. Deep though. cut John Williams. Yeah. yeah, that would be the dream. Cause I, dude, I, I, I think, yeah, no, I listen to John Williams every day, and I'm not. Yeah, just we talking saw about, your oh. Spotify on your Instagram. <laughs> we know you listen to a lot of John Williams. Okay, <laughs> I am. I am not just talking about like in general for what I do, but I actually sit down and listen to it like every single day. So it's um I think that to me that was probably one of the best things of the last Jedi. But going back to 
the situation with Taika. I I think maybe that might be <clears throat> why too that um he he hasn't been doing anything with his his Star Wars movie like at all um because of the backlash that he got uh that he got with um Love and Thunder and I think maybe that's why Kathleen Kennedy kind of got I think she got scolded at for like announcing projects way far in advance because now I honestly do you guys think that's gonna come out do you think his movie's gonna happen or do you think it's gonna be pushed to the side like all these other projects David yeah I definitely feel like it's not gonna happen anymore I think it's gonna go the way of what Ryan Johnson and whoever else I can't even keep track of all the directors now but it seems like Lucasfilm has decided to maybe try to initiate a plan now. And there's there's a story that came out about Kathleen Kennedy having 2025, 26, 27 mapped out. And that might be, um, I know we talk about it all the time and a lot of people hope for it, but that might be when Kathleen Kennedy actually bows out and actually retires. So to her, for her to have a plan for those three years and actually see like Sean Levy and Damon Lindelof drop their films and yeah. um, actually get something cohesive. And of course what James brought up earlier, we haven't heard anything about the climactic, or I think you brought it up, Colin, the climactic event for the Disney plus series. Um, of course we haven't got Mando season three, Mando season four is already shooting. So it, it's, it's a weird thing. It's, I mean, I think even before love and thunder, I think, Taika's stock was kind of dropping a little bit because he had so many projects. And this is the thing that I say all the time on the podcast. Lucasfilm needs to find those creatives that don't have a full plate already and start yes. juggling plates. Find someone like Ryan Coogler from 10 years ago who, who made a great independent film, who's clearly talented. Bring him in, have him focus on Star Wars. May, had, take some time, have someone that maybe needs some time to develop a script do the script, do the story, send it to the story group, second check it, make sure it's all canon, and then drop it. And I, th- I think that's what they need to focus on. I don't think until Kathleen Kennedy leaves, we're not going to get that. I think she's still on the whole thing of, well, we need a name tied to the next Star Wars project. And yeah, um, unfortunately, that's just kind of the way it is. And I mean, I would be, I mean, if you put yourself in her shoes, you would be scared too. If some kid shows up who has like one movie and is like, I have a Star Wars pitch and it's great, you love it, but it's a no name guy or girl. And she she kind of did that with Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards had a like one movie plus Godzilla, which was a huge hit. That could be the catalyst for all this. (laughs) And see, that's what I'm saying. That may have been her going like, okay, I can't do that anymore. I can't hire uh, yeah. I can't hire somebody like that who's going to come in here. And what's crazy is there's still interviews with Tony Gilroy and the more he talks about Rogue One and this and the state it was in it's it is just terrifying to think that it was that bad. He said he, he said it got to the point where while they were editing the movie somebody even asked who directed this. Like they even <laughs> had to ask like are you you direct you your name is going to be the director, right? And he said, no. But he said, fighting for the... He said, I didn't have to fight for a screenplay credit. He goes, because they immediately were like, yeah, you wrote almost this entire 
rewrote this entire movie. But they said there was a point where everybody was wondering if his name was going to be on the movie as director instead of Gareth Edwards. So, yeah, you got to think like maybe she was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And plus, she hired Lord Miller for Solo. Look how that was going. And so, yeah, it's kind of well, those guys were names. They already had huge successes. So that's like kind of on the flip side of Gareth. So she's had both experiences now. So I guess she's just trying to maybe play it safe and trying to get the names in. I don't know. I think, yeah, I I think for her, that's the best thing to do. And, but we don't like that because like you said, David, we want somebody who's going to be focused a hundred percent on star Wars. We want somebody who's going to come in. She has said it now publicly. We want someone that's going to invest 10 years of their career into star Wars and just focus on star Wars. But she keeps on hiring the people that have all the stuff that's going on. Exactly. And And it's, I, I really hope very soon we get that like, oh, hey, this person's going to be here. And what's funny is they did ask Ryan Johnson in that that podcast about the next part. And he kind of was like, just went right over the question. Like, he's like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to answer this question because I, I don't know. I wonder. He says, well, I mean, you know, what he always says is I want it to happen. That's what he, what he always says. He really wants it to happen. Yeah. And he also said he also said that he he's fallen more in love with Star Wars since then. Yeah. Which and it's you know, like okay, I know. Like right? He's 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 really filthy rich now, so now he can actually do. It feels like whatever he wants to do now. So we'll see if that is the thing he's the most in love with. I think. And then, and then he just he's gonna drop a new. Uh, is it Netflix or Hulu? There's a new show he's gonna be dropping soon, um, about a detective. Then he has to write the script and shoot the the Knives Out third movie. And then other people, the editor was saying that there may be even more movies. It depends on if Netflix wants to do even more movies. So, yeah, you know, as much as I love Ryan Johnson, as much as I want him to do Star Wars, it's like, man, <laughs> he's he's doing really well. And if he's happy, where he's down. At, I'll be perfectly fine if he's just going to keep making these movies. Because he, you know, he's he's already a, a multimillionaire director. I mean. I'm not going to say he's more successful than any of the other Star Wars directors, but he that that was a, that was a hell of a deal he made with Netflix for that for those those two movies. So, um, so yeah, maybe you, man, time travel was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he may come back. He may not. We'll see. But no, I I I I'm 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 anxious to see who this creative person will be who comes in and will be able to spend ten years of their lives on a trilogy. You know, like that's that's. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, why don't They're they hire George Lucas to write a trilogy and give it to the director and say that the scripts don't? Please. I still can't believe there's no movies. In, uh, okay, I'm trying to read what Liam said. Pop uh, it up, my dude. Why don't they get script writers to write a trilogy and give it to a director? And then they I say, I think you're describing the, the traditional form of a movie uh, and its process. Well, did I mean, you see James, how you that's what Andor did? Andor brought in different directors, really talented directors that had stuff here and there, like Black Mirror and, and several different episodes of like critically acclaimed TV, and they did a fantastic job. And it's just they need. I think Lucasfilm maybe needs to do that on on the larger film scale. I think that would be that would be really advantageous in the long run, and. I kind of think that Lucasfilm is kind of in a good position uh, to do that because it's like, okay, well, they tried the big budget directors. Now it's like time to try um, 
the creatives that have done stuff that not a lot of people have seen. They're not names and try and maybe have like kind of like an incubator and like a, a development room and a team kind of like what they did with the, uh, Avatar. with the, um, with the books they just did for, um, the high Republic. I mean, they, they had like a, a big group of people and they brought them all together. Different authors came together, figured out a plan. Um, that infamous whiteboard that had dinosaurs written on it. Um, <laughs> and that kind of leads us into the, to the next story, Acolyte. Um, a lot of pictures dropped online. A lot of leaks dropped online. I don't know if you guys have seen them all, but uh, we're not going to go into too much detail, but um, it seems like they're filming it in the vein that they filmed Andor in uh, the United Kingdom, where they're using practical sets. And you can see what looks to be Jedi and I don't, I don't think we saw any Sith, but uh, of course we know Acolyte is all about um, the dark side Sith and Daphne Keen. She came out and she did like a little, almost like a, a little bit of a spoilery synopsis of what the Acolyte is. I don't know if we want to talk about that, but um, it seems like that's gaining momentum, even though it wasn't talked about at celebration or Comic-Con yeah. really. Or CCXP that just happened in Brazil. I don't think they spoke about it um, at all. Did they? I didn't hear anything so. about, about, about the Acolyte. Just these pictures that have come out. I think they will talk about all that um, during um, ce- Celebration. I, I, I think Acolyte will be heavily talked about Celebration. Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, um, which we still don't have a release date for Ahsoka. Un- un- unless for some reason Ahsoka drops after Mando season three but it's gonna have to yeah yeah um because what's happening with the bad batch is for the for the series drop and the mid-season finale and then the actual finale on 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 all those like like main three things they are not just dropping one episode but they're dropping two on that day um so that I think they did that to kind of speed up the timeline b- because Bad Batch gets done in March 29th. You have uh, Jedi Survivor coming out on the 17th. And then season three of Mando comes out on the 1st of March. So there's a lot going out. I just saw a comment. Don't. Don't even start with me. Um, but yeah. So I... I'm hoping that after that we get more of a roadmap because we really don't know what's going to be happening uh, until Star Wars Celebration. Like as soon as Star Wars Celebration hits, man, like it's it's going to be like announcements left and right. We hope because sometimes they don't with, with Star Wars Celebration. They'll give us stuff during but like not at Celebration and sometimes they'll do it like right before Celebration. And so I don't know. It, it, celebration is always a hit or miss for me with with news that's coming out. Um, so I, I'm anxious to see what what they will announce yeah. at celebration um, and who will be there and everything. Because I know um, the um, ones that usually happen overseas of of all the footage I've seen that we normally don't get like big announcements like that. Because if you look at the 2015 celebration and then you go to 2016, the main thing that came out of that was. Rogue One, like, and I mean, like, of like the cast came out and everything for that, and then you also had um, them talk about Solo, 
other than that, nothing really happened. Like no big announcements happened at 2016. So if they end up going the way that, you know, all the rumors are saying, saying with like Kathleen Kennedy, where like they're not going to announce any new projects very far in advance, there's a chance we, uh, unfortunately, we might not see that much, you know, big news happen at, at Celebration next year. I'm hoping I'm wrong. But yeah. hey, I mean, if you, even if you're wrong and um, they do drop a whole bunch of stuff, you know, who's going to be reporting on it? Like us live, you know? Yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so what else? What else we got, David? Uh, the other stuff that I wanted to talk about here. Um, so, did I was going to ask you earlier, Colin? Did you talk about CCXP at all? The Brazilian Comic Con. Uh, uh, we did talk a, a little bit about it. Um, there, there wasn't that much Star Wars news that happened because of there was like you know, there was Mando and. Um, and then there was the trailer that dropped for for the Bad Batch Season 2. There's also the trailer that dropped for Indiana Jones 5, which I would love to talk about that. Um, <laughs> That's Lucasfilm. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. I'm so excited for that. I think I think everyone here is, right? Or, well, except David, because I think David and <laughs> I had a conversation. And, like, he was, eh. But <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, I think David's just an anti-Harrison Ford actor kind of guy. <laughs> I think that's the vibe I David, got from him. David's favorite movie is uh, Six Days and Seven Nights. That's his favorite uh, Harrison Ford movie. I thought his <laughs> favorite movie of all time was uh, was Sixteen Candles. It had, it has nothing to do with Harrison Ford. I thought that was just his favorite movie. But no, um, uh, no, but I've never seen that. Oh wow! All right, well, yeah. there you go. Um, well, it's got <laughs> this girl. Oh, guys, anyway, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about John Hughes movies later. Yeah, but, uh, uh, if you guys haven't seen the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, um, that was like pure George Lucas work, and yes. and, uh, and that was like a twenty-eight episode show, and like each episode was was over an hour. How are you streaming it? Um, yeah, so, how are you? So it's actually on YouTube. Um, like the entire like show is on YouTube. Like there's other um, uh, there's other different places to work at look mm-hmm. at you can also buy the whole series on amazon as well uh but well honestly the first couple episodes are rough but you have to like see all of the celebrities that made you know appearances on the show there there was an episode where daniel craig was playing a german and <laughs> and young indy fights him like there's a whole fist fight and i'm like what in the world is happening so it's crazy how mm-hmm. many celebrities actually came on the show and it, and it was very sad that the show got canceled um because the budget was very high and near the end the the viewership was low and they dropped one last episode and of course that last episode was the one where harrison ford shows up back as indiana jones so it was very um i just got done re-watching it but honestly great show guys if you want you know that vibe of george lucas that isn't star wars or anything like that Go and watch that series because that is pure George Lucas right there. David, you can watch it because Harrison's not really in it that much. So <laughs> that's great. It's good for you. But, but one thing that's really good about young Indiana Jones is that, like like Colin said, that's pure George Lucas. Like that's what George Lucas always wanted uh, to do with, with a show, which is each week you do something and you kind of make it educational. You kind of teach kids something. You make it fun for them. Yep. And, um, and each week it's a new adventure, you know, it's something brand new. And of course, out of that, George Lucas began to use digital technology, digital like 
digital digital editing and then of course he met rick mccollum during mm-hmm. all of that and then then that's when the discussion started to go i think i may want to do a star wars thing because he started to see how the visual effects were starting to improve and everything and so yeah young indiana jones is a big deal and it's really great to see that and then to see the clone wars all these years later and he was like okay i'm going to continue this type of storytelling that i've always wanted to do with with something um so yeah young uh, indiana jones and was it the dial of destiny uh which yeah. is a great great name um i'm excited for that uh lucas we film. love a good alliteration and a title yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and uh so yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I'm sorry, Dave is not that excited about it. <laughs> well, David, I'm so sorry I made this about you. I'm sorry. We'll we'll stop. We'll stop talking about that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what was crazy when Indiana Jones: Raiders of the Lost Ark first like, came out. You know what the post? You know what the poster said? You know what the poster said? It said from the creators of Jaws and Star Wars. Like that was the poster. Can you imagine yeah. seeing that back in the day? And you're just like, what? this has to be the greatest adventure story ever. Right. Well, uh, and, and something else that was great about Indiana Jones was that they they <laughs> they wanted to make uh, a James Bond film. Uh, yep. But the studio that owned James Bond at the time were just like, uh, no, we, we have a specific blueprint and everything. So then they were like, all right. We'll make up our own character, and he's pretty much like Indiana Jones, except he's just like, I mean, I, he is, he's pretty much like James Bond, but he's an archaeologist. Um, he's, uh, he, he's got the same charisma as James Bond. Wait uh, a minute. What? <laughs> Rewind a little second. What? There's a few more things that make them a lot, little, a lot different. I mean, yeah, but if you watch Young Indiana Jones. You will see, um, like, he is a ladies' man. He falls in love every single episode. Like, every single episode. I think but, it's ironic that Daniel Craig shows up in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, so, you cannot do it, but we can hire the actor that you will inadvertently oh, yeah, so, hire to do. So, back, back to, back to, uh, did, did, did they drop a new trailer for Mando, uh, over at the Brazil Comic Con? Yes, not they did. Wow. They absolutely did, and I was about to re- uh, read a little synopsis of it. So yeah, CCXP happened, which um, is the largest Comic Con in the world, according to what James told me earlier. And I think <laughs> I've heard that before. Too. What a source! <laughs> no, 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 it, it, it's the most the most attended like like Comic Con ever, which is crazy. But yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, there's there's totally like proof. To that because everyone was there uh from hollywood and feige was there marvel was there lucas like was kind of there as a presence mm. but um yeah there is a description out there um this comes from uh, bestmanbulletin.com uh they wrote an article that says the footage begins with din jaren and grogu venturing to mandalore in an attempt to regain din's honor after he removed his helmet during the second season of the mandalorian Bo-Katan Kryze sits atop a throne of Mandalore, angered and frustrated as she thinks of the Darksaber, which Jarn is the owner of. There's glimpses of Grief Karga and Pelimato, a scrap star destroyer, as well as the planet that very much looks like Coruscant, though it could be Hosdian Prime or Mandalore. Several action scenes play out, including Din Djarin running away from TIE Fighters. The footage ends with our beloved Grogu reaching out and using the Force against a monster. Oof. So that was more of a teaser 
done a trailer because that's a very small description. Well, footage. They showed footage yeah. to the crowd that no one had seen before and the public well, hadn't seen. So. Yeah, but the it sounds like the footage really wasn't described. You just said a, like you like saw like a, a planet or two and then you saw, you know, a, a fight in space and then you saw her on the throne and then and them going to Mandalore and that was it. Uh, it sounds like a teaser more than a trailer. Because yeah. I, I think we're getting closer and I think they showed a they showed a four minute clip. Like, I mean, a a whole four minute montage at and at the panel for Mando um, at, at Celebration. And I was surprised that they did. And then they showed the stuff for Ahsoka. Uh, was there anything for Ahsoka? I uh, not that I saw. No, OK. Nothing whatsoever. I oh man. So, yeah, yeah this season of, uh, of of Mando is, is going to be a big deal because they, they I don't know. They have to bring everybody back. They got to put Grogu front and center. You know what I mean? Because this dude, this little guy is selling everything right now. And it just has to be bigger because season two was pretty good of Mandalorian. And I, I'm, I'm just and they got to deliver on this season, man. It has to be good. Star, Star I mean, Wars theory. Star Wars theory has to like it in order for it to be a really, really good show. Is Grogu's on Vera Bradley now? He, that means you made it. Like if you're on like <laughs> premium level, like women's bags and such. Not women's bags, but like what is? Bags. I don't even know what Vera Bradley has besides bags. bags. Are they just bags? Uh, bags. make bags, bags. What, what? We're not talking about Vera. Okay, we're not doing this. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, that that's. I, I'm wondering when we're if we're gonna get another trailer. Like, if we get a trailer, it's probably gonna be like in February. Well, yeah, the rumor is uh, Christmas Day, right? Christmas Day. That'd be the best Christmas gift. Wow. <laughs> saying, I'm just saying, that'd be a great Christmas gift if if Lucasfilm really does that. Because wait, more than figgy pudding? <laughs> that, never mind. I'm not gonna keep that. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I I really hope I really hope we do get another we do get a trailer Christmas Day. That, yeah. Uh, for Mando season three, what is like your main ambition for it? What kind of fan service would you want to see? Not saying that we should get fan service, of course, but if you were to get one thing, what would be that one thing? I, so (laughs) it's funny you say that because Mando for me is that now. Mando for me is the fan service. A lot of fan service. That's a great story. Um, I want to see the beginnings of the resistance. I want to see possibly a young Han Solo, a young Leia. Like for me, that would be really good because ultimately what this show is doing and they're doing a good job, which is they're getting us to the force awakens. They're getting us, they're trying to bridge that gap right now. Um, so for me to see some of those characters, even to see the Knights of Ren show up and then Grogu fighting, that'd be pretty great. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, to see the Knights of Ren somehow come into contact with Din Djarin would be really, really cool. Uh, and plus, we could finally see them in their in their prime and like really kick and measure, you know what? Um, that's something I'd, I'd want to see. So okay. more, more of more of the connective tissue to the sequel trilogy because, like I said, we they're leading there. Yes. And then plus, dropping us some Thrawn, dropping us a little bit here of Thrawn throughout. I think that's what that's what I want. Grogu talking? No, I don't know if I can take that. I don't know if I could take Grogu's talking. Right now. I mean, that to me is the same thing with like Max Rebo actually talking. And the reason why I bring that up is because if you played the Lego Star Wars game. 
it really throws you off because you see this face, right? And then you just hear, hey, guys, <laughs> let's get ready to go to Naboo and, and, and play some music. And I'm just like, where? This is not Robot Chicken. Where did that come from? Like, I was like, what in the world is that? So I really I feel hope like it's got on like the like... rock and roll coaster. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. But uh, so, so Matt, what do you want to see with season three of Mandalorian? Mm, I would like to first off, like in this order, I want to see Dinjin Din <laughs> regain his honor as a Mandalorian. Okay. I would like to see the conflict between uh Bo-Katan and Dinjarin uh either resolved or meet in a conflict. Um I would like for um I would like some information like little, little sprinkles of um like you said with um um blue guy. Tar- Thrawn. No. What's his name? Thrawn. Thrawn. I'm saying Tarkin, but I was like that that's not right. <laughs> no. <laughs> David. No, he's dead. <laughs> Leave it. Oh, um, don't, don't be that guy. Don't go don't there, be Matt. that guy. Don't. <laughs> but yeah, you guys asked me what I wanted in season three Mandalorian, and I want Max Matt, Rebo Matt, Matt, wants, Matt wants a gravestone of Max Rebo just somewhere random on some random planet. Yeah. Here lies the beats of Max. The yeah. beats have. The beats. Like he 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 dropped his last his last beat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What was that? It Matt was that it or did you have another? Um. Um. No, I'm kind of like open ended. I don't have a whole lot of expectations. Um. <laughs> I would like to see Grogu. Not like that. Jeez. I would oh, like to see oh, Grogu yeah. further his his training. I would like to see Grogu like extend his training. I would like to see him be more connected with the Force. Um. I'm still holding out for Mace Windu. Um. I know it's not gonna happen, but there's a chance you know. it might happen. All of you, especially you, James, I see you in the background. There is a chance it actually might happen. A very slim chance because Sam Jackson has been wanting to come back for a very long time. It makes sense. I mean, it, it, it make they. Th- th- I could see them making it make sense of him coming. He's back. at that age where like he 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 looks like a weathered version of Mace Windu. Nothing against my boy Sam, but like you know, he he's okay. gotten a little older since the Phantom Menace and in the original, you know, the prequel yeah. trilogy. So I think that it would be cool fan service. Did, did y'all ever see uh, Pulp Fiction? <laughs> yes. So, so the scene, no. the scene, the scene where he's on the phone, he he says a bad word, but he's like, he's like <laughs> yeah, that's all you had to say. Then he hangs up the phone. Yeah. He, I saw a meme where it was Grogu and he was meditating on the rock. And then the next picture was Mace Windu on the phone. He's like, "Shit, Grogu, that's all you had to say." And then you're like, "Go and you know save him and everything." Yeah. You know, Mace Windu's dead. He is. He's gone. Um, Well, if Mace is gone, so is Max. That is what you what you say is true from a certain point of view. I think the old (laughs) way of Mace Windu died when he got thrown out that window. I don't think it's the same. You know. I keep want he... that string. Your sweater's gonna fall apart, Colin. <laughs> it's gonna fall apart. All no, right. I'm. Oh, but, but James, you have to think about this. If the emperor can fall into a shaft and explode and 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 evaporate, and if Luke can get his arm chopped off and get thrown out like 
fall thousands of feet down. You really think a master on the Jedi Council getting his arm chopped off and getting thrown out the window, you really think that he wouldn't be able to survive that? It's Mace Windu. He was second in command to Yoda you on, forgot. On, on the council. You forgot. He got completely electrocuted. We saw so his, did Luke. We so saw did Luke, his but... skeleton. So we saw we Luke's as well, we but we Luke survived. Skeleton. We didn't see Luke's skeleton. I, anyway, if Mace were to come back, I would like to see... We're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about this. I'm going to save this clip. I'm going to save this clip, and we will play it the day that he comes. And then I'm going to be like, James, start the clip at 97 minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds. All right, David, what do you want to see in season three of Mandalorian besides Mace Windu? We don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's kind of related to that. I want to see how Grogu got rescued from the Jedi Temple, Ooh. and I want to see that origin. It'd be nice to see this the season start off with that. It answers that question right away. It might raise more questions. Um, it was Luthen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it would be interesting to see that it was maybe uh, it'd be a great way to bring back Mace Windu without bringing him back, showing him as the savior of Grogu somehow, some way. Okay, um, him, him running in all disheveled with one arm, <laughs> trying to get Grogu and then, and then getting him out and dying. Maybe right that's there. what like finishing him shot off right I mean, before he gets or, into the escape I will pod accept or something. That 100%. Or, or we see someone like pick him up, walk out, they get shot. All hope is lost. All the clone troopers Jeez, are coming. This sounds really good, Grogu. James. You better get to writing yeah. your apology. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> someone like saves Grogu. They like get shot. They fall, and then we go to that scene that we see in the Boga Boba Fett where those three Jedi are defending him. The clones are closing in. Everything's about to go bad, and then Mace Windu steps up and just takes them all down, picks them up, and then he's like, "Hey, I, I, he I got you. Don't worry." And then he runs out. And then that that would be a great way to introduce him, of of, of of not him just coming in and just swooping and be like, all right, I got you. It has to make sense. I just don't want them to add him to Adam. It, it, Watch him like fly into the window from being thrown from the Senate building, <laughs> and he's like, Grogu, we gotta go. <laughs> That'd be pretty. I like it. No, I like it. I agree. I agree, though, David. Just to finally see how Grogu yeah. got out would be something really, really cool to see who did it. Um, what what yeah. else? What else you got, David? I also want to see that dynamic, like Matt was saying, between Dinjarin and Bo-Katan to see if she's really thinking of maybe dueling him for the dark saber. I mean, that's kind of the big sense. question. We see her in those in the celebration trailer that we saw in person. She's kind of like pondering, like, what is life? What should I do? Should I <laughs> should I? challenge for this thing or what should happen here because that was like her whole kind of goal in life and it, it seems like if she can't get the dark saber i mean she's just well, not fulfilled as a mandalorian and like a lost cat yeah yeah like a lost she, cat lost wandering the galaxy but sad puppy dog but eyes. something that there that a lot of people just keep forgetting it which i'm not saying that you are but um, that Dumb. she didn't earn the dark saber. She did not earn the dark saber in Rebels. Sabine just gave it to her. The tradition of the way of the dark saber is like in like order to get it, you have to fight for it in 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 combat. That's how Din, you know, won it. And 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 the whole legend and curse is that if you take the dark saber without you know, earning it in the proper way, then the, 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 then the curse will happen. And that's what happened with the purge of Mandalore. 
And um, but wasn't there like some loophole or something where someone from Lucasfilm explained the reasonings why Mm. it was actually hers, and there was like some explanation? I don't. Anyways, yeah, I think they were kind of making this up as as they go to. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Horse is made up as it goes. No way. I would love to do like a, a battle of wits, like Sandman style, Bo-Katan versus Din Djarin, but like see who's smarter. That's mm. you don't. It doesn't always have to be a physical battle, man. There's that, many that ways you can earn it. That's a good point. So, yeah, yeah. It was, and the space oh. battles too. I'm looking forward to that. We all know that that's oh going to happen. Gosh, yeah. So, pew, 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 pew. yeah, from what we saw in the trailer, that those look incredible. I love when they. They push into that in, in the Mandalorian series. They, they've done and a that great modified job. one Starfighter. Oh, oh my so gosh, good. that was the yeah. best part of so good. Oh my gosh, of them going through Beggars Canyon and just going through the same area that they did. And, Getting sweaty um, thinking about it. Uh, and uh, in Phantom Menace, like that was so cool to me. And they also made it canon that that was Beggars Canyon. Uh, yes. Because that wasn't canon before, and they never so. fixed the fence. They never yeah. fixed. They never fixed that that fence there. No, they iconic. didn't. But I'm telling, they don't you, have they the have budget. Taxes, taxes so taxes. wizard though. So they wizard. Didn't have the budget to fix the fence. But uh, what else was that? Was that it, David, or was there something else? No, doing? there's there's way more to talk about here. He also wants <laughs> so, to see screws and bricks. <laughs> so what else you can man? Stop. So bricks and screws. You're very close, Matt. So, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I guess we're doing that. Okay. <laughs> No, we're not. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so Disney Plus had a price hike to ten ninety nine in the states. <sighs> so it jumped up by three dollars. Thoughts, Colin? I I mean I I guess we didn't want to you know hear what my ambitions were for for Mando season. <laughs> no, we didn't. That's what, what do you think about Disney Plus? <laughs> <laughs> God, um, no, I'm just kidding, Colin. What, what, are, you, what are you expecting you from the Mando my life. season three? <laughs> Well, you shut your damn mouth. <laughs> yeah. No one cares about you. No. Um, Max Rebo. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. uh, honestly, I want to see a couple of classic bounty hunters show up. Maybe Bosk. Maybe Dengar. Because we know that Dengar is in Rise of Skywalker, except he's old. He is mutated. He's barely Dengar anymore. Um, so, Hangs out with John Williams? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So... We know that he's in episode nine. He makes it all the way till then. I would like to, you know, maybe see him have a cameo in some sort. Maybe have Simon Pegg come in as Dengard. That has been a fan casting for a while, by the way. Like Simon Pegg would make a great uh, live action Dengard because he because he did voice him in uh, in the first EA Star Wars Battlefront. So I would love to see that. A sports. It's a game. Just came out. Yeah, it just came out. I would love to see that. I I I want to see. I won't go get get into the Mace Windu stuff again because I know James had enough. But I would love to see um, how Grogu uh, gets rescued. I think it would be cool if if in some way maybe they make Luthen a Jedi and that just throws everyone off because of it's. To me, there's a lot of signs that are pointing towards Luthen being part of the Jedi in some way. And then I love how my wife was just giving me like a look in the background because I said that. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I really think that there's a chance that Luthen was a Jedi because if you listen to some of the things that he says, like, for example, I've been in this fight since the very beginning. 
the very beginning was Order 66. A lot of the Jedi, you know, were fighting, you know, trying to survive in the very beginning of Order 66. So that's what makes sense to me. Um, that uh, and and just the way that he talks and the way that he thinks, I think that you know, his walking stick, it looks like a saber hilt kind of. And- there's a lot of signs pointing towards it, and then also he has a Jedi holocron and a Sith holocron. That's a very, very hard thing to get your hands on. Uh, and and something that I think also that kind of makes it obvious is like hiding in plain sight like he is, is a very smart thing to do because they think that's the last thing a Jedi would do. Uh, Put a hairpiece on. Yeah. That's the last thing a Jedi would do. Wigs. Yeah. Mm. I would really like to... Um, uh, I, I think that m- might be a, a possibility. I think that would be fantastic uh, because his character also reminds me of General Ramkota uh, from The Force Unleashed of of just the way that he acts and his mannerisms. And there's actually a lot of uh, Force Unleashed Easter eggs in that show. Uh, and I know it, I, I, I know Liam, it, it might be too obvious that he could be a Jedi, but at the same time, I think, I think that would be a great, um way to you know maybe boost up his character because he he just gives kind of gray jedi vibes even though gray jedi aren't canon anymore technically whoa but yeah you can't say that here man (laughs) take that up take that up with pablo but yeah uh so i am i I could definitely see them introducing him like that just randomly i mean yeah will that happen probably night it's more of a you know, it's more of a pipe dream for me, but I would love to see maybe Luthen show up in some way. If it ends up being Mace Windu, I'm fine with a tour or, or, uh, or somehow Kit Fisto survived his, you know, stabbing wounds. And then he comes and he saves him just some type of like, you know, I, I would love it, love for it to be a Jedi that we really love. Um, that, that survived because also they, they did Kit Fisto so dirty in that fight because he is supposed to be one of the, that's true. Uh, I, I know, I know, but he was also one of the top <clears throat> um, lightsaber duelists in the whole Jedi Order because it went Anakin Skywalker number one and then Kid Fisto number two. So the fact that he got sliced up like very quick in that fight was kind of uh, um, sad mm, to me. Squid. But, but you did see that there was that entire fight choreographed, right? Yes, I know. And that, I think we that, did talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. I've seen behind the scenes and I was like, that would have been amazing. To I know. But it was very just tragic. Those few clips they showed of, of the, the stunt double for Palpatine fighting, I was like, wow, that would have been incredible. But, you know, anyways. Um, um, the other thing is the bridging between um, this to the sequels. That's what I want to see. And we, we pretty much got a confirmation of that because we're going to see... Uh, Babu Frick show up like that's 100% happening. We like saw him in the trailer and then we saw a bunch of his species. Uh, so yes, yes, David, I know. Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, and I think we might see more of the cloning process. I would love to kind of see an end game with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's right there too. Because there's just a big like mystery going on there that I think that it could drag on. But I want it to lead into like the whole cloning process that we see in episode nine because they have to make all that stuff in episode nine 
makes sense. And, that, and they're, they're doing a good job with it already. They're, they're already. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Give me to cut you off, but yeah, no, 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 no. You're, you, you're fine because also at this time um, you have general Hux's dad um, that is still alive as well. Brindle. You, uh, you could definitely have the real forming of the first order. I'm starting to happen. Maybe even have a cameo from from Inferno Squad with Adversio. Like all those actors, their like looks were um, were like you know taken from the actual actors into the game. So they could definitely bring those actors in and play those characters if they wanted to. And the Inferno Squad yeah, you're is just asking for Calcasta. No, I don't. We don't know what his journey is. You know, there could be a chance he could die at the end of Survivor. Yeah, a lot of people would be sad, but. Well, here's yeah, the thing. We all saw Harrison Ford de-aged in the Indiana Jones trailer. Beautifully. And we all know that Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of season two. What's to say that Han Solo doesn't show up? That's they actually did hint at something big happening like that uh, in um, over at the convention in Brazil because a lot of people see it obvious being, you know, Thrawn showing up. Uh, I, I could see it happening there in Ahsoka, but if it ends up being Han and Luke and Leia on screen again, that would be everything. People would flip out. People would oh watch it specifically. I just thought about how that. expensive that is. I oh. bet. It's, it's going to be expensive, but the... I got lightheaded. <laughs> done it for, for Harrison Ford. I mean, just take those models and I mean, bam. Yeah, yeah he, he said he saw like more footage than what we did on the trailer, and he said that it was kind of weird seeing him that young because it felt like to him it felt like they found that footage from mm. back in the 80s and they and they were able to yeah and they're that. just getting better with the technology yeah. so and yeah so, so seeing solo seeing leia and seeing luke but i, I don't think we're gonna see luke i think luke i think luke is kind of done he may be sprinkled through the ahsoka series but with yeah. uh but to see luke i mean to see leia and solo would make sense uh in this in the season three um to see the Falcon flying next to next to Din Djarin would be the stuff of dreams, man. Like that, that would just be amazing to watch. Um, so yeah, season three has a lot of potential and I, I hope they deliver. I, I, they will, they're going to deliver. It's just, yeah, there was a recent story that actually dropped that um, interviewed a couple people of, I think Favreau and Pedro Pascal said there's some big surprises in Mando season three, but I mean, of course, are they not going to say that? You know, yeah, they're going to say that. Of course, they're gonna so say hopefully, that. it's like mega huge surprises, and of course, we're all kind of speculating that we're going to get Harrison Ford in there as Han Solo, maybe Leia, maybe Thrawn. I mean, Thrawn's eventual, but Thrawn is def as as, as a definite yeah. going to happen. Um, but yeah, so season three and it's just it's just a few months away too. It's not even that far away. So yeah. I, I, I really hope we get an hour and a half long episode, you know, season three, episode one, like we did with season two. Like that was amazing. I yeah. really hope we get a feature length first episode directed by John Favreau. Exactly. <laughs> what All they right. need to do is do the backstory Mandalore. But I, yeah, I don't know. I would That'd be love super expensive. A, I would love a flashback of like Tar um, uh, Tarvisla. Yeah, I think that would be great with Tarvisla and maybe them going in uh some old mandalorians during the old republic going into the temple and stealing the dark savior i think that would be really cool to see as well mm, that'd be a cool thing to see that'd be a good opening that would be a great opening that would blow people away of of of, of being like a th- like a thousand years ago or something and mm-hmm. and you just see the old 
Jedi Temple and Coruscant. And then you see like a couple of lightsabers like kind of race across the screen and, and you see some Mandalorians running through and, yeah. and like blasting them and then like jutting out of the temple. And then you see them flee, flee back to the planet Mandalore. And then it goes to, you know, um, uh, and, and, and then it would go to present day. And then you see like Mandalore walking, you, you see Mando walking up the hill and in that one shot of the trailer, and then you see like him kind of looking over the city. I think that would be great. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So much potential for this, this third season. Mm-hmm. And it has, it has to deliver. It has to deliver. What? I said, are you looking for a 10 year commitment with Lucasfilm and Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but yeah. So anyways, Disney plus prices, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Go cool. up. They went up. Ah, uh, I mean, it's going to happen. Of course you work for Disney then, you know, um, there is inflation like it, uh, like it's gonna happen. It's like happening everywhere. Um, it is what it is. If if you want ads, get the cheaper version. If not, just pay three dollars more. And plus, these you know Disney Plus is paying for the shows. Like the money that we're giving to Disney Plus is has, is going into the productions of these shows. And these shows are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as we, I think we reported, the Acolyte is the most expensive Star Wars show that's being produced right now. So, which is kind of mind-blowing because season one of mando was was insane and season two of mando was even bigger so it was only a matter of time before this was going to happen and yeah 7.99 you get to watch your shows but with ads um which shouldn't even be that bad right because it won't won't it just be like disney stuff back in the day like won't it just be like disney well you figure it's not going to be disney stuff because they have have to have an outside source well they can do like disney they can do like abc shows there's a lot of different abc shows that they yeah they can pump up their own national geographic stuff and but they but they need to have they need to have some like jeep or something you know what i mean like they gotta have something to help pay for these some of these bills that are that are aflac (laughs) yeah disney plus is a non-profit all of the proceeds go back into the company but um but yeah uh so yeah, it was bound to happen. Um, I'm actually shocked it happened so soon. I thought it was gonna be at least five years before something like this happened. They um, also did that for Netflix, right? Netflix has been going up every year. <laughs> it keeps yeah. going up. It just yeah. uh oh. We that's, don't know. That's a great Liam, question. I'm not gonna lie, there's no news out there. They're not even talking about it. That is one of the shows that kind of kind of is on the down low where they're not really, you know, talking about it, just like Rangers of the New Republic. Um, and there was also the droid story as well. All and and then the Lando show, all that stuff is not even being talked about right now. I would love to see the um clip that they mm-hmm. show to the investors at that investors call in, in 2020 because they did one for Lando. Um, but we didn't see it wasn't like isn't Donald Glover still under, under contract. contract? Well, Donald Glover's so, not no. even signed yet to, no. to be Lando, so that's even no. But isn't he which... still under contract with uh, Amazon or no? Uh, what's uh, well, he signed like a big deal with Amazon, like a first look deal, and he's gonna produce a bunch of stuff. And yeah, he's another busy guy. Yeah, he's and it seems school. like Captain Kennedy announced all this without having everything set in stone. Really, mm-hmm. you guys watch Atlanta? No, I do not. I, I watched most of the first season. It's really, really good. Really funny. You guys should check it out. Yeah, my kind of humor. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, good stuff. Pretty good. Yeah, and it's such a. It's so out of the box for Donald Glover, like compared to like his work on like like Community 
or like solo you're like that version of don glover that you have in your head is it's he pushes it to the limit and he also has a huge producer role on that show and he also really well represents uh the culture in atlanta so it's uh, I remember seeing somewhere like because he's won he's won a lot of awards he's gotten a lot of praise more so than people realize and people and he doesn't get the recognition that some of these other celebrities are getting like people keep talking about like oh this celebrity did this this celebrity did that but it's like yeah but he's done he did that a couple of years ago already and nobody even made a big deal about it um, yeah he's 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 insanely talented like it's not even fair at how talented he is as a person like yeah. I mean, he's got like two two Emmys and like like almost Grammys? like hundred different nominations. I'm like, dude, this guy's Grammys, all over the place. Uh, he's also a very successful stand up comedian, um, a, a fantastic actor. Like it's it's just it's it's crazy at how talented this one man is. Like it's not even fair, really. <laughs> <laughs> so of course he's got to be super busy to just say, okay, I'm gonna focus now on playing lando calrissian for disney yeah it's like she's man but i yeah i love solo i i thought it was a great film was it necessary not really but i think it delivered on some of those characters and their stories and it was great to see kind of their origin story and how they met it was fun now do i think it deserves like a you know more and more of it yes and no because again, that that first story wasn't very necessary. It didn't need to happen. Um, I always thought of that as of uh, as of like a one, like a one shot wonder, and then boom, gone. Like like that's it. I didn't think they would continue it. So if they do, awesome. If not, that's all right as well. Um, the the like main thing that I got from that was at the end with Darth Maul. I think that was the big thing for the audience was just seeing him on screen again and then them kind of hinting at they're going to do something. But then all they did was just did stuff in the comics. And I was just like, oh, OK. Yeah, because the box office return wasn't what they wanted. Right, right. And but, yeah. I don't want to get into that because that's going to be a whole other discussion. But I... uh I would be okay if they maybe did something with like like more small shorts, for example. We never really in, in the comics and in, in legends and everything, we kind of know what happens and kind of because of Stars Battlefront too, of where Han and Chewie go back to Kashyyyk and they go and free the Wookiees there. I want to see something like that. I think yeah, that would be really, really cool, which Sounds like we are going back to Kashyyyk and the Bad Batch um, season two because there were some shots in the new trailer where we actually did see that. And we also get Gunji and, some, and somehow that might tie in. Uh, which, by the way, the correct way to pronounce Gunji is Gunji. I, I hear so many um, uh, people on YouTube. <laughs> it's a Gunji. That, um, uh, uh, that say his name is Gungi. And I just, I die every time. It's Gunji. <laughs> It's Gunji, bro. <laughs> Just say Gunji. Say it with me. Gun. Gun. G. G. Gun. That's getting yeah, speed easy. lessons from Colin. <laughs> hey, no, look I'm... at this guy. <laughs> so, he's like, yeah. So what else? Okay. What else we have? Uh, yeah. Wait, does his name yeah, have a J cool. in it? Or is it G U N J I? Or how's it spelled? Look it up, man. I'm just here. It's Star Wars. <laughs> it's going to be called anything. <laughs> 
So but, we got this from Daisy Ridley on Instagram. Yes. Uh, nothing saucy happening, just a lunch visit, but now feeling so nostalgic because this was three years ago. So she posted older pictures of her experience with filming, and then she puts that caption. I don't think any of these pictures she posted were brand new, unless the one on the left at Lucasfilm was. I don't know. but um, I like that you pointed out that Yoda isn't centered on his podium. <laughs> yeah. It's a like little nervous around a whole bunch or an earthquake yeah. happened. I don't know. He gets around. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was super <laughs> interesting to type that out. Yeah, yeah, it's in San Francisco, right? So I didn't yeah, think about that. I was like, oh yeah. It it is really it, it's 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 really strange and it's kind of funny because it's almost like she's telling Lucasfilm, hey, I'm still interested. I think the fans are still interested. They want to see more of, of Ray. You know what I mean, and I and I and I and I think it's really I don't know, it was really weird that she posted that, like feeling feeling nostalgic because this was three years ago, and who knows for Brooke to like pop on camera. Maybe maybe this is legitimately just her, like she said, feeling nostalgic. You know, she did probably see it in like her time hop or whatever the hell, and was like, oh man, that was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? And she posted it, but um, but I don't time. I don't know. What do you? Colin, what do you think? Do you think it's nostalgic or do you think she's wanting? So ever since Ewan has been lying for the past couple of years of saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like I like they are they are they are making this sound like I'm knocking on Disney's door and everything. I'm just like, honestly, if like he can do it, I think Daisy Ridley can do it. And and maybe she posted that to maybe see people's reactions of like, oh, it, would it be good for me to come back to Star Wars? Testing the waters. Exactly. Yeah. I Adam could see her doing it? that. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I I could see her doing that. And then also I could also um just see her just being like, hey, this is a great memory. I would love to, you know, share it because that's exactly what social media is to to, you know, share people's experiences and their past experiences. So you're right, James. That could be something that could definitely be happening. But ever since, you know, the the uh the uh invention of of lying came out you know <laughs> um <laughs> the invention yeah uh people do that a lot so i could see her being like yeah you know i'm just gonna test the waters and see how uh people you know would feel about me maybe coming back to star wars which uh, people had a lot to say like like about that of, of it was like i because uh, i remember when it happened i was scrolling um on uh on instagram and everything i just kept seeing other pages being like you know, how, how would you guys feel about her coming back to Star Wars? She's coming back to Star Wars. I'm just like, off of one Instagram story? Really? Wow. Like, just wow. I wonder if her and John Boyega have had a conversation about it. Because I know John's like, ah, I'm done with Star Wars. But like, I don't know. Those two have like a personal relationship outside of Star Wars and they're friends. So you know, I would love like, for him to come back and and maybe redeem the arc that was never fully um um that was fully finished in in the trilogy because to be honest i think we got more of what a story arc was supposed to be in the holiday specials for lego because if you see the holiday special you like see him getting trained as a jedi you also see more of that in the summer vacation one as well i was like man like i like i just i i feel like he got robbed and and i would love i think he feels that way too <laughs> yeah i i just want to see his story finished or maybe continued in a way 
to where we get some closure on on Finn because I just felt after Last Jedi that whole story was rushed. It, it, it was completely rushed, and and they just ran out of time um, for his character um, in particular, and not just him, just all the characters in, in, in the sequel trilogy. I just feel like. Do you want to see him and Rose fall in love? No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely uh, not. Absolutely not. Uh, I just don't want to. Um, I I want them to finish the the stories of these characters and the plots that were, you know, kind of written out in Force Awakens and finish it in a way that will give us closure. Because Valid. after walking out of the theater, I didn't have closure. I really didn't have a closure, especially after the whole um, Ray being like, uh, yeah, being like, and I'm all the Jedi. And then she just like kills the Emperor. So it's like, so is she the Empress? Because she technically killed him. And, and and then all, blood yeah and then on top of that <laughs> on top of that all of the all of the star destroyers are just sitting there and they're not gonna do i mean because someone could simply go back and rebuild it and there are a bunch of clones like still in that temple we don't know if all the clones got destroyed so that that it just it wasn't a real closure to me i want an actual closure for the sequel trilogy i want it and for the characters as well because i didn't walk out being like Ah, oh, that was great. Like I, 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 I had more questions than, um, than more of that. You know, being like, oh man, like that was a sad journey, and like you know, all the way through, it was more like, okay, well, how about this? How about this? How about this? And that's not how you should walk out of a movie. It should be like Return of the King. You walk out of that theater, you're crying. You're like, all of these characters' journeys have mainly been answered. They're like um, they're, their journeys have come to an end and then you see Sam walking in and then boom, done. Right. That that was the best closure out of for all all of cinematic history for me was well, Return of the King. That was well, the best yeah, closure. because because the book ends. I mean, the story's ended and they were like and Tolkien was like, this is it. OK, but let me ask you this question. And I know we're, we're going really long today, but it's all good. That's okay. Um. Colin, did you have any questions after Return of the Jedi? My, I mean, honestly, when I was a kid, I couldn't really see them going forward with it where it would make sense. But I, I, I actually did find this out recently, and this was our our uh, our character of the week, ship of the week edition for the Death Star. If you went on the original Star Tours. And you know how they go on the trench run, like in, in on the original ride. In Legends, that was the Death Star three. That was actually canon back in the day. They actually rebuilt it a third time, and that was the Death Star three of them going on the trench run on that ride. Hmm. That was third the old the canon. Um, so they they like definitely had it planned out. I really didn't read that much into Legends, and I don't think George Lucas was. Um. Like he like definitely had that plan for seven, eight, and nine, but by the time it got to the prequels, I really didn't see them going forward after that. I love how they went back and everything, and that was awesome and that was great. But going forward, I was I wasn't as intrigued as I was for the prequels because I just didn't know how they would be able to do the story. And then Force Awakens came out, and I was looking back at old posts like a couple of months back because it was like what six or seven years since Force Awakens came out, something like that. Um, 
seven seven years. Yeah, and I just remember um, looking back at a post I made in, in 2012, and it was just me being like very disappointed, being like, I can't believe they would continue the story, and um, uh, like it just, I I I don't want them, I don't want them to do it just to do it. I want it to make sense. And I remember watching Force Awakens and being like, this makes sense. This this is great. And then you jump to the other two f- films after that. And the story was just all over the place. It wasn't a like a um, a very story-driven um, movie. It was more of a character-driven movie, if that makes sense. And to where I think they were just throwing in stuff for certain characters, trying to please the audience when they didn't have to. Um, that like all the stuff in Canto Bite, all of the stuff with the emperor just randomly coming back. Like to me, it was like that stuff just, it didn't make sense. And especially all the stuff in Exegol. Um, there, they, they made a comic after rise of Skywalker, which I know I've talked about this, but they made a comic after rise of Skywalker where, um, the, it, it was between the events of empire strikes back and return of the Jedi where Vader actually goes to the planet. He sees all of those ships under the ice and not just that, he also sees the clones and everything that the Emperor is working on. He sees all of that. His mind was never wiped. So now they've written to another you know, um, plot hole, which is Vader knew that all the way at the end of Return of the Jedi. He could have told Luke that, but he didn't because that's, that's just like a huge like plot hole right there because, again... You have all those 30 years. No one knows about that stuff at all. But Vader did. And he comes back as Anakin as a force ghost and talks to Luke. We know that that is now also canon. And he had the chance to tell him that. And he still didn't do that. So there's that. Uh, so logic. Yeah. Might be I don't know. Star Wars. I am all about like, I'm. I'm okay if they throw stuff in, but it's got to make sense. And, and when I was a kid, I didn't really see them making it make sense. Like I thought that was the journey right there. Even though George Lucas had that, you know, kind of plot of seven, eight, and nine to me as a kid being like, you know, I, I, I think this is it. I think there could be small adventures after, but I didn't think there was like any real, a real good plot that would make sense to me, like to continue the characters after. I mean, I definitely read some of legends, but I don't know, but yeah, sorry. That was a very long explanation. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Thank you. Thank you for telling. Yeah. Thank you for telling us all that. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Content. <laughs> Content. Uh, well, well, so, well, well. So here's my thing. Do you guys like? Wait, you haven't told us yet. <laughs> oh no, I haven't. No, I haven't okay. even started, bro. No, um, but do you understand of, of where i'm coming from or are oh, no, you just no, like no. oh no colin's completely wrong like no no 100 percent. and i don't have anything to add to that because it makes it makes sense although i will say though um i i i want to read what george lucas had for uh yeah um <laughs> oh yeah about that <laughs> he was like oh shit. Um, maybe maybe he forgot to tell him are you kidding me what, what, are what, you what? kidding me one thing that I want to read is the actual seven, eight, and nine that yeah. George Lucas had in mind. Because the original seven, eight, and nine that he had in his head back in the day changed after Empire Strikes Back. After Empire Strikes Back came out, and then he just kind of wrapped it all up. He was like, Oh, uh, the other is uh that's Luke's sister, that's Leia. It's gonna be Leia. Um, the Emperor, he's gonna die. 
at the end of this movie and that's it it's over and so he he, he when episode six came out he finished it he was like i'm done um i'll go back and tell the other ones but i'm done so the fact that he did have a seven eight and nine that was different from his original version is interesting and that's what i want i want to know what his seven eight and nine was i think um, we knew we ever get a I mean, I think we kind of knew the plot of it because I heard the main plot was that Darth Maul was going to be the Millen, what's not the Millen, uh, <laughs> that that he was going to be the main villain of the sequel trilogy. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, see, yeah. Uh, but when Bob Iger saw it, he didn't like it. Which, by the way, is crazy to think about that Bob Iger has that um, that has all the stuff that George Lucas planned is probably uh, just sitting in his attic somewhere. It, which is just <laughs> mind blowing to me because it's ah, just like yes. Bob Iger's attic. That's like history, like, like like a stack of history that's just sitting somewhere collecting dust. Uh, but well, that's how I, I feel about all of John Williams' office. You know, like if I could just get like <laughs> one of those binders and like like screen like laminate that stuff or like put it in frames. Oh my gosh! Uh, awesome, that would be yeah. Yeah, but uh, but for the plan for for the sequels that George Lucas had in mind, Darth Maul was supposed to be the main. Um, he he was supposed to be the main villain. Somehow he, he like you know somehow he survived. You know him getting cut in half, which they kind of did. You know in Rebels and everything. Like our podcast. Uh, but the, <laughs> uh, what? Wait, are you, what? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> uh, I am confused. Yeah. But the idea was that he was going to be the main villain. The Emperor would not come back. The whole time um, during the original trilogy, Darth Maul was hiding in the um, in the unknown regions. Um, th- that's the sequel term, but it would be like the different part of, of the galaxy that no one's really seen before. And then uh, and, and then he would have came out of the shadows, you know, and then he would have started, you know, you know, his empire and then uh, and then his his campaign and everything. Uh, but that's really the main stuff that we know about that. Other than that, we don't know that that entire plot line is collecting dust somewhere. And it's just, it's very sad to me, but mm. yeah, yeah, I, 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 I digress. This is great. This oh, is great now episode. you digress. Colin digresses. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think this might be the longest podcast we've ever we've ever done. That is uh that, that that's a lie, so. James. I, I I know we've that's had the not true at all. podcast, bro. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're we're about to hit two hours here. So uh okay. I know David had had more stuff, which is really oh yeah, David. Sorry, go, go <laughs> come on. So, yeah, back to the Daisy Ridley Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, back to Deadpool here. Uh so I think a hundred percent she went back to Lucasfilm to talk to Kathleen Kennedy and all the higher ups about returning back to Star Wars. I think that's why she was there. I don't think there's any other reason for her to go back. I don't think she's close friends with anyone there. Pretty much everyone that she worked with is gone. JJ's gone. The the DPs are gone. The actors are gone. I mean, the only reason for her to go back, I think, to Lucasfilm is not really to visit per se. It's really to ink a new deal that's that's what my feeling is mm. ah. so, yeah i see my oh, two cents there I, I i want you to be right but part of me thinks it might not be but i really want you to be right because I, I would love to see daisy ridley come back in Star i War. think a return is eventual i think yeah. she's come back in some form fashion and even year, yeah, decade adam's, 
even Adam Driver said he wouldn't be opposed to. Yeah, that was a, another interesting That's tidbit. Huge. That one's big. I don't see Oscar Isaac coming back, and I don't see Boyega coming back either. But honestly, I see them all coming back, really, because I mean, if I think if it's going to be a domino effect, if if it's a good, if if the script is good, directors are good. If some someone they haven't worked with yet, and we if all just talked about how Lucasfilm hires <laughs> names, and if it's another director that these actors, especially, I think. Adam Driver, if he wants to work with a new director that he hasn't worked with yet, even though he's worked with pretty much everyone now by this point. Um, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, it could be Spielberg. Out. It could be the next Spielberg or the first Spielberg Star Wars film. That's something that Spielberg hasn't done yet, which that, that would be that would be something to see yeah, Steven Spielberg yeah. directing a, a Star Wars movie. He he did direct a couple of those big deleted scenes that they had for episode three. Like um, there, there was supposed to be a, a larger montage of order 66 that he worked on, but no, no, he, he directed all the pre-visualization yeah. for episode three, which I find, which I thought was amazing that he, all that cool looking imagery and stuff. He's the one who's George Lucas said, Hey, I want you to give me some really cool things. And there's even a part in episode three during the, um, the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin and the behind the scenes, George Lucas says, Steven had a really cool idea, which is they're standing on the platform. The lava lands on top of it and it melts the steel. And I was like, holy crap, that was Steven Spielberg's idea. And that, that image is a really cool image. And yeah, that was the, yeah, George Lucas was like, yeah, Steven had this idea. This, I think, I think we're going to do it. And boom, there you go. And, Fire. Uh, but yeah, it would be really cool to see Steven Spielberg directing a Star Wars movie. But man, he's already 75, 76 years hey, old. John Williams is kicking it. And you know, yeah, no, he, he's, he's about to hit a century. He's done no. though. He said he's after indie, he's he's gonna stop. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like if if he can do it at that age, Steven's got time, you know. That's, no that's excuses. That's no true. excuses. <laughs> But yeah, we'll see what happens in the next few months or years with with Daisy Ridley, or like I said, maybe a few months from now we might hear some news about Daisy Ridley and Star Wars again. That would be something. Yeah. There, there, the, the, there ends up being a show on Disney Plus. It's just called Skywalker, and we're all just like, <sighs> <laughs> ah, all right, who's that about? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, so sorry, guys. I'm sorry, man. I'm just, just. Yeah, what you got? What you got? Yeah, no. Um. Okay. So, what else do we got, David? Go <laughs> shoot, <laughs> shoot, go <laughs> shoot, shoot. I'm. That I'm, is I'm, it for this podcast. Oh, okay, cool. All right, there you go. Unless you uh, got something, Colin. Well, I was just thinking about this. Um, I miss Force Friday. I remember yeah. the hype that we all got in Force Friday, and then. Of just November and then getting into December. I remember around this time for Rise of Skywalker, uh, David was getting ready to fly to Michigan. Um, uh, mm. And we were um, we were getting ready to go to the private screening for Rise of Skywalker. And I, I miss that hype. I miss seeing a Star Wars um, film in the theater. I, I, I mean, as I understand that, you know, that that you know maybe walking out of the theater was a totally different feeling of going in but i love that feeling of going into 
a movie and not knowing anything about it or like not knowing that much about it and just being fully surprised and just watching everything and and having those reactions i love having that feeling in the movie theater with a big crowd and i really hope that we get back into that with star wars because i don't mind watching you know all these different star wars shows on the couch and all that but i love going to the cinema and sitting there and seeing everyone's reactions and we get that with you know movies from the mcu and 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 we're getting that with avatar again uh on thursday when it comes out and that's great but star wars in the theater is where it belongs and i really hope that we get that soon because i miss that feeling of sitting in and not only that it was just like at star wars celebration that of just watching that trailer with everyone on the big screen um i barely knew james at the time but afterwards like james and i just gave each other the biggest hug and we were just like yeah let's go and i i love that feeling i love that feeling i really hope that we go back to the cinema with star wars soon because it's missed it's definitely missed well let me bounce this off of you guys because you guys are a very select audience that would be able to give an input on this do you feel as a podcaster that you take away a little bit of the, the nostalgia and magic of like going into a film just because we have to report and we know all of the things that are going on in this film prior to us going in to see it. Cause like, I know Colin said something about going into a film with like a, like a blind eye and not having any expectations or, or knowledge as to the film. Um, but like, I remember, I remember pre podcast, Matt and post podcast, Matt enjoyed going to see star Wars films slightly differently just because I was like, I know a little bit of what's going to go on here, but I'm not everything. Do you guys feel that way? Hmm. I don't like know. The, like a little bit of the surprise is taken out of it be, just because it's our job to report on everything Star Wars related. So I like knowing things. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I don't know. I like knowing things going in sometimes because or maybe having my own theory going in. And then, you know, if it ends up being wrong, it ends up being wrong. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. And then if it ends up being right, you know, I get more excited because I was like, man, like I, I guess this was going to happen. That's mm. awesome. Uh, and I think that's. Actually, this honestly has been a question that I don't think we ever really talked about, but it's very unique to only us because like our audience yeah. members can't really com- compare to it on the level that we do. I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there listening that's like, well, I actually know more than you. Here's a sure. question to bounce off your question then. Um, why do you guys podcast? Like, like what makes you um, kind of... Uh, what inspires you to 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 podcast about Star Wars and 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 kind of like up your knowledge about it and know more about it? Because I, mean, I, I I think it's something we never really talked about. Well, the reason we're here. Please, this is this is. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I I think for me we just lost David, which I don't know. David, hopefully. he really didn't want to answer my question. He really <laughs> didn't. Uh, I I know David. Whenever he's uh, whenever the Star Wars project's coming out, he reads everything he possibly can about right. the about the leaks about all of that um since i was younger back in uh back in 99 there he is there he is he did disappear welcome back um so i know david reads everything he can about star wars and he still has a great time when the movies come out as for me i like to just see who the cast is i like to look at some of the pictures i like to look at that and that's all i look at before the movies 
before the movies really start. Yeah. And, um, or some of like maybe some of the interviews I'll watch in the interviews and I get hyped about it. Um, that level of like how excited I am, how excited I was before I started podcasting and how excited I am is still the same. Like I, yeah. I, I, still, I still will go into each of these Star Wars movies excited because I still have an, uh, a lot of um, questions and, a, and like a lot of um, theories in my mind, but I don't know the full story. And, I, and I, so I think for me being a podcaster, it really hasn't changed my perspective of Star Wars and uh, in the, in the movie theater experience. I'm on the same level as as you, James. I, I I feel exactly the same way because like I'm I'm not like David, where like I'm searching for all the spoilers and everything like that. Like I mean, sometimes I do. Like I uh like for example, with all the stuff happening with Acolyte, David knew like right away. I sent him a message. I was like, tell me, because you know I just wanted to see like a, a couple of the first like looks and everything. But I'm not going in knowing the entire plot of of every you know Star Wars show right, or film that really I'm going are. in. Um, because I do love that surprise and everything, but I've, I've been doing that, um, ever since I was a kid, like I would definitely do research going in because I love cinema. I love movies. I want to know, you know, some, some behind the scenes stuff going into the film. So I'm going to be like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, I love that kind of stuff. So I don't think that's really changed my perspective um uh since i've since i started podcasting you know a couple of years back so yeah david how about you yeah i'd be the same even if i didn't have a podcast i'd still be looking at the same stuff so yeah. going into it so right. there was really not a difference of how i was before or after the podcast now maybe more so i know a little bit more information but i'd probably just be reading and looking up stuff and following certain people and just kind of wanting to know the behind the scenes stuff. I love knowing the behind the scenes stuff. I even before the internet, I would watch mm -hmm. the Discovery Channel. The Discovery Channel had this program. I forgot what it was called, but it, maybe James remembers it. Um, you see that uh, black cat from Hocus Pocus, mm -hmm. like the behind the scenes of them controlling it. Oh, I can't. I, can't. I think it started with an A. But anyways, that was the place where I went to go see behind the scenes stuff. Either that or Entertainment Tonight. Those are the only two places I, I could go as a kid. And um, I loved it. I, I wish there was more stuff for that. And now there is as an adult. I wish I was born a lot later so I could experience <laughs> all this stuff. I don't know if that would actually change me as a person, but... I mean, I always say all these kids nowadays are lucky. I mean, they just oh, yeah. get all this stuff at their fingertips in their pockets it's like yeah plus it's unbelievable to me plus now you have podcasts dedicated to a lot of these these things yeah. that are coming out and, and star wars you know and, and for me being a podcaster is is just an excuse to talk about star wars with friends like for me that is yeah that's the other that thing is, too that is for me the main point of being a podcaster is that all of you are my friends all of you are great and we all love the same thing. Yeah. And it's great just to sit back and just talk about Star Wars. Because for me, it's this is this is the best. This is literally the best. It's just talking about it. And it's fun. And yeah, that's why I love doing it. I also think it's crazy like how um how much our friendships have changed like since we became a podcast as well. Because I remember going into um Celebration Chicago and David just um he kept telling me he's like yeah like 
James doesn't really know you, so so like he's he's not hundred percent sure of, about all of us like staying in the same area. And then we go and see the Rise of Skywalker like teaser and everything. <laughs> and then James and I just turn around and give each other like the biggest hug. We're just like, yeah, Rise of Skywalker, let's go. And w- w- we've just been good friends ever since. And it's just it's it's crazy on how great um, this community and this podcast like just brought all of us together oh yeah so i'm very very thankful i know this is very you know late up from thanksgiving but i'm very thankful for all of you yeah. i opened yeah. up a very nostalgic conversation for us all um i'm <laughs> glad that we could, <laughs> we could share these moments and yeah. one thing i will say is i picked up matt from the airport here in, uh, in california yeah and that's did. The first thank time, you very much for that that is the first time i've seen matt in mm-hmm. person talk to matt i see matt i'm like oh he's a lot taller than i was expecting him to be he gets in the car and he and i just we just start talking and we as if we have been friends which we have been but it, there was nothing weird there was nothing like oh hey we we just started talking and then it was like oh this guy's this guy's my friend he's a good friend of mine already yeah. and this is the first time we've and physically seen each other and everything and it was fun it was a lot of fun it's and, like when if you like were to meet your pen pal you know yeah. except for like we're <laughs> podcast pals <laughs> oh i want t-shirts to say podcast pals let's get it it's like and on the back it says it's like a pin pal but a podcast <laughs> it like over explains what it is like. yeah yeah it's like man <laughs> now i understand what that is but, but uh, yeah but yeah, but yeah think, you know yeah. matt that was that was an interesting um interesting way to close off the podcast was to talk yeah about yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, we could we could <laughs> discuss this openly, and I I, w- I just wanted to get your guys's take on it because I've never asked about it, and yeah, your guys's perspective is very unique considering our audience can't exactly com- compare because they're not not all of them are podcasters, yeah. so yeah. we see a lot more content and material than they do some of the times. So yeah. I just wanted to see what you guys had to say about that. Yeah, so if, you're, thank you. yeah. if you're still listening. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, if you're still here, <laughs> thank you so. You're, much. I'm you're my so proud pal. of you. Yeah, you're my <laughs> podcast pal. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I, I guess I guess that's that's it for the uh, for the day, right, David? Or sure, David's, he's got unless movie. Colin has something else. And now our three hour review on why Max Rebo is still alive. Now, now Colin and I debate <laughs> the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> The next oh, five I, hours. I, I mean, well, so actually, that, that's actually something I was thinking about, James. I, th- oh, I think no. we should do that for. <laughs> I think we should have a debate on Patreon. I, I, uh, I think people would be interested in that because people have been listening to our banter for years. But honestly, if we actually sit down and talk about it seriously, to to where to where maybe you understand my point of view and I understand I your point of view, I think that would be very interesting. Uh, but yeah, go on Patreon. We're on Patreon. Uh, go on YouTube. Um, David, make up your mind. <laughs> Jumping back and forth between the links. Uh, if, if you go on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast, uh, we're on there. We have been doing the character of the week every week. Um, uh, it's it's been a lot of fun doing that. We're also on TikTok, uh, Star Wars Stuff Podcast. On there, great stuff, funny. Um, we also have our own uh, email. Oh, slow down, David. Slow down. Uh, <laughs> we are also on Facebook, uh, Star Wars Stuff Group, and Star Wars Podcast page. And if you're going to Apple Podcasts or anywhere where there's reviews, please give us our, your honest review. Even if it's all about David, that's fine. Go ahead. Um, most uh, of them all. 
apparently. Yes, which that is on. That's not just a joke. That's a serious thing. Like, hey, we like David here, so it's it, we're cool. Uh, Good to hear. Yeah. And, and the and the more ratings, like if you go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five star rating, the the higher up we will get to where we will. Oh, I think we just uh, we will beat our uh, our nemesis uh, on the, in the ratings. <laughs> we're not we're not naming names here because we're all podcast pals. We don't have uh, a nemesis. I don't know where that came from, <laughs> but we have a but, but, but no, no, please, please, please do give us a five star rating if you want yeah. to. But we would really appreciate you on the podcast. Just yeah, we really want you to. But um, yeah. but yes, thank you so much for listening. And um, and we'll be back next week or this week sometime with yes. another uh, awesome topic. Mm, yes. So, yep. uh, got right. go. may the force be with you. Always. And also with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you.